Christmas, the first Christmas that we read about in the Bible here in the Gospel of Matthew. And uh, we want to focus on the Lord Jesus Christ and what he did. Over 2,000 years ago, we're 2020. Wow, where does the time go? It flies, doesn't it? Time flies. But praise God, there is still an opportunity for us to serve the Lord and come to the Lord Jesus Christ, follow him. He is the best, he is the greatest, he is the most high. He is the one we're worshipping today, the Lord Jesus Christ. What a difference Jesus makes in our lives when we allow him to come in and be Lord of our lives. What a fantastic change God brings into our world where there is a world of hopelessness. Praise God, he brings fresh hope into our hearts every day. Praise God that Jesus Christ comes into our hearts to bring his love and his hope and his joy and his peace and his presence and everything that God can offer is ours, friends, today as we open up our hearts to receive Christ as Lord and Savior, as the King of our hearts, as the King of glory. We worship him today, the Lamb of God seated on the throne now in heaven forevermore. Whoever lives to intercede for you, friends, whoever lives to pray for you that you're going to make it to the King kingdom of glory one day, to the kingdom of heaven, to that wonderful place where the Lord is, where he's worshipped by a myriad of angels, where Jesus Christ is enthroned as the glory of heaven, where there is no sun and there are no stars, only Jesus himself, who is the only true superstar. He is the light of heaven. There is no sun in heaven because he is the light. God is the light in heaven. He shines his brightness everywhere. And praise God, we will share in that inheritance one day. But right now, we just want to focus on, on some of the things that God wants us to do. And we've got to be busy with the work of the Lord. We've got to stay focused. And uh, we want to stay focused on everything that's happening uh, with the Lord in our lives. And relate to Him and be strengthened by Him even during this, this COVID season. Because God is at work, friends. God is at work in this season. He is at work in these strange times. God is working silently in the shadows. We praise God for all the prayer meetings that are going on across the world. All the Zoom meetings and Bible studies and Christian meetings that are going out on various um, media platforms. Praise God. He is at work in our world. God is doing amazing things. We're seeing a remarkable answers to prayer. Praise God for all the good things the Lord is doing. And friends... As we focus on today, it's the 21st of December. Uh, you may have seen in the news that this is the day where there's going to be a great uh, convergence of two planets. We're going to see the convergence of Saturn and Jupiter this very day. And this is the closest it's been in 800 years. And uh, this is a remarkable occasion. People are calling it the Bethlehem star. People are calling it the Christmas star. And uh, it's a convergence of two planets, which is going to make one bright star, one shining star just above the moon. That's right, this afternoon at uh, 3.54 in uh, Great Britain time. That is uh, 3.54 this afternoon. Just as the sun is setting, you should be able to see this beautiful star, which is a convergence of Jupiter and Saturn. These amazing, massive planets as they converge together. And uh, this is described as... The Great Conjunction. That's right, it's described as the Great Conjunction and uh, it's forming a Christmas star. Some people are saying it's the, 
in the Bethlehem star or a Christmas star. And this is quite a sight to see. You know, God is always working with signs in the heavens above. He's always working with things in the heaven. The very first Christmas we see that, uh, you know, the shepherds are out in the fields. They're minding their own business. They're looking after their sheep. They're just busy, you know, with their job out there. And suddenly there's a heavenly host in the heavens. There, there is, there's a heavenly host. There's a choir. They're singing glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth, goodwill to men. They, what a sight to see. You cannot imagine how amazing that must have been on the hills of, of, of Israel to witness such a sight uh, there in Bethlehem and Judea to see that amazing sight. Heavenly host, God is always showing us signs in the heavens above. And these, these are things that God has promised he's going to do in the last days. He's going to show us great signs in the heavens above. So look out for that star this afternoon. You don't want to miss it. Uh, you don't want to wait another 800 years uh, for, for another experience like that. So look out for the star this afternoon. And uh, these are signs. These are signs, friend, and uh, signs of the heavens above that God is showing his glory. And as we think about creation and we think about the stars, we think about the, the very star that the wise men were following. We read about that, of course, here in Matthew chapter 2, that they were, they were following the star. Bible tells us the star was traveling, it was moving. So they were following it from the east. They've seen the star in the east and they began to follow it. And uh, these are the words that scripture tell us about here this morning. So it tells us here. And after they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where... The child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. And they came to the house where Jesus had been born. So the star is traveling. Suddenly it stops over Jesus' house. It stops over the place where the child has been born. It stops over the, the very, the very uh, geographical location where Christ is. And of course, these are wise men. It doesn't tell us that they are believers doesn't tell us that they are Jews, just says that they are Magi or Magi, and they are wise men. But they've been following the signs in the heavens above. And they've seen the star, they've traveled over moor and mountain. They've traveled over uh, great distances, great time. You know, they've spent uh, a great deal of time following the star. Because they know there's something significant about this star. And suddenly it stops over the, the child Jesus. They know that this is the moment they've been waiting for. This is the very focus that they've come on their journey for. It doesn't say how long they've traveled. They could have traveled for days, for weeks, for months. It doesn't say. But they traveled a long distance from another country. And they came and they saw the star. And they came to worship Jesus. So the star stops over Christ. It stops over Jesus and and they're saying to themselves, this is a significant event. Friends, this is one of the most significant events that has ever happened in our history of mankind. Where God comes and veils himself in flesh. God comes into our, into our world. Divinity comes into humanity. And he reveals his glory. The one and only son begotten of the father. And it says that they have, came, they have come to worship him. 
And friends, I need to ask you today, have you come to worship Jesus today? Have you come to worship the Christ child? We don't know if these men were believers. We don't know if they were Jews that had traveled abroad. We don't know other than the fact that they're wise men. But they know that this person is, is anointed of God. This person is, is a very special person. This baby that is born is somebody unique. And he is actually Emmanuel, God with us. And praise God, if God is for us, who can be against us? He is Emmanuel, God with us. Divinity is now on the planet in the form of a person of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he shows us the ways of the Father. He shows us, he grows up as a child. He learns the ways of his heavenly Father. He shows us the glory of the one and only begotten of the Father. He shows us the, the amazing things that God can do. He shows us the love of God. He shows us the kindness of God, the goodness of God. And he has a, an amazing ministry that we've all heard about. And the whole world practically has heard about his ministry. Jesus came into this world to save sinners, to save us from our sins. And this is the, the amazing thing that is recorded in Luke. That this Messiah or this Savior or this, this Christ, this anointed one, this special person... This very unique individual, this Holy One of God, is coming to save His people from their sin. Yes, the very thing that separates us from God is our sin. And He came to save us from our own sin. He came to deliver us from sin. Praise God. He had a purpose in life. He had a plan in life. And His plan was to go, friends, to the cross. That's right. That was His purpose, was to go to the cross, to be crucified. His plan was to go there to be sacrificed and uh, to, to pay for the sin of the world, to, to pay the price for all of our sins. And praise God, Jesus came as that beautiful baby there in Bethlehem. Yes, wasn't even worthy of a hotel, wasn't even worthy of any five star. No, right there in that animal's uh, manger there, right there in that cave, that that lowly dwelling, God comes in the lowest form. Isn't that just amazing how Jesus is? He comes as a servant. He comes in the lowest form. He's there with the animals. He's there with the very animals he created. And he's, there's no room for him in the inn. There's no room for him. And we've got to ask ourselves today, is there any room for him in our hearts today? There was no room for him in the inn. You know, but... Uh, Praise God, there was room in the stable. There was room for him with the animals. Is there any room for Jesus in our hearts today? Is Jesus Christ Lord of our lives? Have we opened up our hearts to receive him, to receive the Christ child in? And praise God for those who have and said yes to the Lord Jesus. Wonderful Savior that he is, the Redeemer of the world. He's come to save you, friend. Come to save us from our sins and to redeem us. And so what does it say? It says that the wise men, it says, we've come seeking for the king of the Jews. We've come to seek this anointed, special, unique individual who is Emmanuel. He has come to, to, to save us. Praise God. He has come to deliver us. And we have come, so the Bible says, to worship him. Now this is an amazing word. This word worship is 
the Greek word proskuneo, and it means to, to bow down before him, to kiss the hand. It is a, it is a, a word of affection. They've come to, to all this distance, all this way, all this journey. What have they come for? Have they come just to have a peek at this anointed person? Have they just come to have a look? No, they have come to worship him. And friends, that is our job today. God calls us to worship him. What does the Bible say in John chapter 4? God seeks worshipers. He seeks for those who are going to worship him, bow down before him, and worship him for who he is. He is our creator. He is the one who has made you in his image and in his likeness. He has created you for worship. Isaiah 43, 21 says, The people I formed for myself, the people that I created, I created them to praise me. I created you to worship me. Do you wonder why you're on the planet? So many people say, why am I here? What is the purpose of my life? Friends, let me tell you, it's worship. That is why God has created you. People are chasing everything but the worship of Yahweh. People are chasing everything except getting down on their knees, bowing down and worshiping Jesus. Now listen to what the Word of God says. This word worship means to bow down literally with your head on the ground, with your knees bent and your head to the ground, obeisance or true worship is to bow down, acknowledging somebody who is far greater than you, to acknowledge somebody who is far higher than you, to acknowledge somebody who is far superior to you. And yes, that was Jesus on that particular day. They came, these wise men, doesn't say where they came from, what country they were from, but they came, wise men from the east, and they came and they bowed their heads to the ground. They bowed their knees. They acknowledged that you are the Christ. You are the Son of the living God. As Peter confessed that day, you are the anointed one of God. You are the Holy One of Israel. So if you're wondering why you're here, what is the plan and purpose of your life? Read John chapter 4. Read the whole passage. It's about the woman at the well. And they're talking about this experience with Christ at the well. And he says, God is seeking for worshipers. And friends, we don't even know if, they, if these wise men are believers or not. But they are worshipers. Praise God for the worshipers. T.D. Jake says, worshipers become warriors. Amen. Worshipers become all that God wants us to become. God Friends, is looking for your heart. That's right. He wants your heart of worship. He wants you to adore Him because He wants to have a love relationship with you. He wants you to be in love with Him. That's the whole purpose of our life on the planet is to love the Lord, our God, with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our soul, with all our strength, with everything we have. We are here <clears throat> To love the Lord, to hate sin, to hate wickedness, to hate evil, to hate all these 
these things that are going on in the world. And to put our focus on this Christ child. To put our focus on Jesus and say, Lord, I am here to worship you. Here's my heart, Lord. You know, here's my mind. Here's my soul. Here's my spirit. Here's my life. Sacrifice to you, Lord. I am yours, Lord. I love you, Lord, with all my heart, with all that is within me. I am yours forever. As a friend of mine has been saying to me recently, I'm telling the Lord I'm his forever. He says, I know this pleases the heart of the Lord. I am the Lord's forever, he says. And I feel the heartbeat of God coming back. That pleases the heart of God. Do you say the same thing, friend? Do you say, Lord, I am yours forever. I am yours for all eternity. We sing that beautiful song, don't we? About meekness and majesty. We sing that beautiful song about majesty. You know, I, I, I will praise you forever. I will praise you forever and ever. Majesty and praise. You know, we worship him forever. He's not only ours for now, but for all eternity. So friends... That's why God has called us into the place of worship. God seeks such people. God seeks worshipers. And these wise men are worshiping Jesus. They are bowing down. And they're bringing gifts into the presence of God. I wonder what gifts you are bringing this Christmas to the Lord. We're giving gifts to our friends. We're giving gifts to our family. We're giving gifts to... Our colleagues and loved ones. We want to say thank you to our friends because we appreciate them. We want to thank them for being a blessing in our lives. But friends, what are you going to bring Jesus this Christmas? What are you going to bring him? What offering are you going to bring as these wise men sacrifice time and energy? Maybe they gave up their jobs. We don't know exactly. But they brought wealthy gifts. They brought substantial gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And people say, well, it sounds like a strange combination of gifts. Gold, yes, we understand the beautiful gift of gold. Who doesn't want to receive some gold? You know, it's so valuable, so precious. Frankincense, myrrh. What are these things? Friends, these are, these are tree resin. That's right. They just sap out of a tree, but very, very costly and very, very beautiful in fragrance. Yes, they were very, very costly in the days of Jesus. They were very expensive, even as expensive as gold, maybe even more expensive than gold. And they brought gold and frankincense and myrrh. And these have got symbolic uh, um, meanings for us today. You know, what, what does it mean? Why, why are these put in the Bible? Why does it mention that they brought gold and frankincense and myrrh? And so the gold, of course, represents the kingship of the Lord Jesus Christ. The gold represents that he, he is the king of the Jews. We have come to worship the king of the Jews. Praise God for the Jews. Amen. That's where Jesus came from, from the Jews. They are God's people, God's holy nation. We thank God for the Jews. We thank God for the Israelites. We thank God for the Jewish Hebrew people of whom the Messiah came. Praise God 
for the Jewish people. Jesus was a Jew. He grew up as a Hebrew, as a Jew. He understood the scriptures. He studied the holy scriptures that the Jewish Bible, the Hebrew Bible had. He studied the word of God. He knew the word of God. He read the word of God. Praise God for the word of God and for the Jews and what Christ came. He was born in Bethlehem, in Judea, in Israel. That's where he is from. He came as the king of the Jews. And he came to save his own people. And they rejected him. And he has now offered salvation to the world. Yes, many Jews have received him. But friends, salvation is now for everybody. We can all be saved. We can all know God. We can all know the savior of the world. And have our sins forgiven. And, and feel that freedom that Jesus Christ gives us on the inside so you feel the peace of God you feel the love of God you feel his blessing his anointing his richness on your life that God is behind you and before you and around you he is a shield around you he is the victorious one he has never lost a battle friend and you're on his side you're on the winning side if you're with Jesus friend you're on the victorious winning side Praise God. He gives fresh hope to his people. He gives fresh strength to his people. Our God is an awesome God. He is wonderful. He is mighty to save. He can save anybody who cries out to him. He can save any person who is a wretched, wicked sinner who says, Lord Jesus, have mercy on me. He will save him. Our God saves. Amen. He delivers from sin. He delivers us from self. He delivers us from destruction. He delivers us from hell. He delivers us from Satan. I will preach it because so many people won't say it anymore. Jesus saves from hell. A lost eternity without God. That's why he came as the baby of Bethlehem to deliver us and free us and set us free. Praise God for Jesus the Messiah, the Christ, the anointed one, the anointed deliverer who came to set us free from self and sin and a wretched eternity. He wants us all to be in heaven with him. This is no fairy tale, friends. This is reality. Christ not only lived, he died, he was buried, he rose again, and he ascended into heaven and ever lives to intercede and to pray for you. This is no fairy tale, friend. Heaven is a real place. The Bible says our citizenship is in heaven. We don't belong here. We're just passing through. Heaven is a glorious place, far beyond comprehension, far beyond this earth. It is a, a realm where God is, where the saints of God are, where the angels of God are, a, a heavenly realm, a heavenly dimension, which is beyond your imagination. It is an incredible place that God has designed for all of mankind to go. All we need to do is repent of our sins, turn away from our sins, ask the Lord to forgive us, come into our lives and allow Him to be Lord and Savior and follow Him and serve Him and worship Him, friends. That's what he's called you to do. Are you a worshiper today? Let me ask you again. Are you a worshiper of the Lord Jesus Christ? 
God wants you to be a worshiper. He wants you to come into his presence and worship him, to adore him, to thank him. Even, yes, when the times are tough, even when times are good or when times are bad, you still come down and you still worship. You know what happened to Job and how it was Satan who afflicted him. How Satan uh, attacked his family. It wasn't God. It was Satan who came and afflicted. And all the, the things, the destruction that happened. And it, he went through a terrible time. And, and then at the end of the book, the book of Job, it says, And then Job prayed for his three friends. As soon as he prayed for his three friends, God just began to turn everything around. God blessed the latter part of Job's life more than the first God is going to bless your life, friend. God can turn things around. When you begin to pray for your enemies, when you begin to bless those who curse you, Jesus is looking for, to turn things around in your life. And he is looking for worshipers. As we look at this story today, we remember the first Christmas. We see that Jesus is, these, these wise men are coming to Jesus with their gifts, with their gold and their frankincense. And they're mayor. And they're presenting their gifts to Jesus. They're presenting their worship. The, 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 the gold representing his kingship. And the frankincense, I believe, representing his priesthood. Because the frankincense and the myrrh were both used in the temple. They were to be burnt every Sabbath. The, the fragrance of, this, of the frankincense and the fragrance of the myrrh was to be burnt there uh, on the table of showbread. In the presence of the Lord, the, 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 uh, the fragrance that was to be burnt and the beautiful aroma, the incense representing our worship, representing our prayers, representing our prayer and worship ascending into heaven. And Revelation 8 talks about the prayers of the saints ascending like incense into the golden bowls in heaven. Friends, are you a worshiper today? Can you be counted amongst those who are wise? The wise man came and worshipped. And I would say today, wise men still worship Jesus today. Do you worship him in your heart, in your mind, in your soul, in your body? Do you worship him in the job that you do? Do you worship him in your neighborhood? You know, you can carry that fragrance, that beautiful fragrance, the beautiful wealthy gifts that Jesus received. They were wealthy gifts, making him wealthy and his family wealthy beautiful gifts wealthy gifts but not just gold but frankincense and myrrh but the frankincense was so aromatic it represents our worship and our prayer you know we look at the life of jesus and and humanity is represented as wood in the bible that is how humanity is represented and out of the wood is is coming the sap out of this the wood of these specialist trees the frankincense comes from the boswellia sacra tree or the olibano tree it's a very aromatic musty pine with notes of citrus and spice and a beautiful fragrance especially when it is burnt this is what they're presenting to jesus this is what was presented in the tabernacle these beautiful fragrances and myrrh were also a beautiful fragrance when it is burnt a beautiful scent i get the picture that god likes beautiful smells he likes a beautiful fragrance to be in his house and friends this represents our worship 
This represents who Jesus was, that Jesus was a worshiper, that he bowed down before the Father. And even though he was the Son of God, he's bowing down in worship. We see him getting up early in the morning in prayer. We see him praying through the night. We see Jesus is carrying that fragrance of, of frankincense around. He's carrying that beautiful sap, that beautiful aroma that, that God is with him. And, and that's why we're able to say, God, God with us, that God was with Christ. And he shared his aroma, his love, and his peace, and his joy. He, he shared abroad the, the fragrance of God. Wherever Jesus went, he's healing the sick. And this is the amazing thing about frankincense. It has got medicinal and healing properties. It, it can heal anything up to 15 different problems that human beings have with their body. Uh, a variety of sicknesses can be healed. It's an antioxidant. It's an antibacterial property. It's anti-inflammatory. It's, it's an amazing, it's like a miracle working sap. And, and if it's applied to your body, it can kill skin cancer. It's an incredible thing. But friends, this, this is symbolic, I believe, of Jesus, how he went around uh, healing all who were sick and oppressed by the devil. He is bringing the healing properties of God. He's, he's the great physician. And he's bringing the love of God. He's healing broken hearts. He's going around with the fragrance of God. Friends, do you know him today? Do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Do you know the Messiah, the Savior of the world? Have you received him as Lord and Savior? Have you received his fragrance, his love, and his forgiveness? And of course, friends, the myrrh, I believe, represented the embalming oil of myrrh, which would be uh, to be anointed on his body when he sacrificed his life there on Calvary. There he sacrificed his life for humanity. There he died on the cross and he was embalmed with those beautiful spices and those beautiful oils so that the, the body did not begin to, to decompose too quickly. And, and of course we know on the third day, praise God, Jesus rose from the dead with that beautiful fragrance on him. No more a fragrance of death, but a fragrance of life. Friends, we ask you today, do you know him? Do you know Jesus Christ? This beautiful fragrance has come into our world. This, the Lord Jesus Christ, this beautiful person who wants to come, be Lord of your life, be Lord of your heart. Do you have the fragrance of Jesus in your life? Do you have that fragrance of Christ? Wherever you go, you take his presence. Wherever you go, you take the presence of the Lord. Friends, I want to encourage you today. Take that fragrance today. Take that gift of the Lord Jesus a wonderful gift. He comes to heal the brokenhearted. He comes to restore us. He comes to bring us into fellowship with the Father. Know Him today. Know His love. Know His forgiveness. Receive Him into your hearts. Receive Him as Lord and Savior. Receive Him today. Today is the day of salvation. Let us open up our hearts. Let us open up our hearts, friends. Say, Christ child, come in. Lord Jesus, come in. We welcome you. Will you do that today? Will you welcome him in today? Let's pray together. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for all who've listened today. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that you came into our world so that one day we could come and live in your world. Thank you for all that you've shown us. Thank you for the beautiful fragrance you've given us. 
and shown us, Lord, the beautiful fragrance of your love, Lord, and your presence with us. Father, we ask you to bless all those who've listened to the word of God today. May they receive the fragrance of Christ. May they receive the Christ child. May they receive the Savior of the world into their own hearts and say, Lord, I need to be forgiven. Lord, I need to be forgiven of the stench of my sin. Lord, this aroma in my life that does not please you. Lord, would you please forgive me and give me your love instead of the hatred in my heart. Would you give me your fragrance, Lord? Would you take away all my bitterness, all my anger, all my hatred, all of self? Lord, would you take it away today? Would you be my Lord and Savior? Lord, would you come in, Lord Jesus, with your love and your fragrance, your love, your joy, your peace, your goodness, your kindness? Would you come in, Lord Jesus, and be my Lord and Savior? Lord, come in today. Lord, come in, take away my sin. Come and be my Lord and Savior. Oh, Father, we pray for those today who may be making this decision for the first time. May they receive you, the Christ child. May they receive you as Lord and Savior. Oh, Father, thank you today. Lord, I pray for those who have already received you as Lord and Savior. Father, I pray that, Lord, we too will, like the wise men, come and bow down, Lord, and bow our heads to the ground in worship, and in adoration in our hearts, we enthrone you. Lord, we want to worship you. You're so great, Lord. You're so wonderful, Jesus. You're so glorious. Lord, open our eyes to see you, how amazing you are, how incredible you are, how you fill all of heaven with your glory. Lord, would you come into our hearts today and cause us to fall in love with you once again all the busyness and distraction of our lives. Lord, we will take time to worship you and focus on you and love you once again. Father, I pray for all those, Father, who are in that category. Lord, help us to bow down in worship. In Jesus' name, amen. I just pray uh, an abundant blessing upon you this Christmas. I pray that you will have a wonderful time 